At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is uh, Shane Grove, host of the From the Shadows podcast. I'm here with the the judge, the judge, and Jason, the producer. How's it going, everybody? Hey, we're all good. The judge and I took a little break from our how many years now? Thirty-two consecutive years. Thirty-two consecutive years of our night before Thanksgiving poker game. Um, it's a little tradition we've uh, had since we were young tykes, since the days of the of the. Uh, Dogman episode. Dogman episode, <laughs> yep, yep. And for the record, nobody's playing strip poker. Nobody's playing strip poker. Thank uh, God. We, yeah, well, you know, hey, I tried to call Old Maid, but nobody wanted to, nobody remembers how to play that. Or go fish. I thought that was Jerry. Oh, it was Jerry. Okay. Well, <clears throat> this uh, this week's episode is, a, is something a little different. It's not supernatural. It's not too mysterious. But uh, one of our crew members, the Ozark Howler, uh, he, a little background on the Ozark Howler, before he got into his uh, career in the government, he was a state trooper for the state of Missouri. Um, And what the fans out here, what the listeners don't get to hear is some of the fantastic behind-the-scenes stories that we talk, that that the Howler gives us when we're not recording. So what we decided to do was record some of his stories about being out on the, out on the job late at night. Uh, some of the crazy things he's encountered, uh, cause he's a great storyteller and he's super funny. Now, some of the humor is a little dark, so, you know, you may not want to hang out and be hanging out with your kids while you're listening to the Ozark hour. 
tell the stories, but you will be entertained because they are, uh, you know, interesting to say, kind of like getting on a roller coaster. Once you are buckled in, hold on for the ride (laughs) because you might throw up. You might throw up. (laughs) There you go. Yes. Yes. I, 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 yeah, you might throw up. So, um, we hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Didn't eat too much. Uh, but if you're just going to sit back, put on the headphones, enjoy some, some tales of the Ozark Howler. How about that sound effect, ladies and gentlemen? So uh, without any further ado, further ado, we'll uh, let the Howler do his thing. See you later. Get that howl in there. I love that. That's good shit. <laughs> oh, God. All right. We'll talk to you later. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get this episode started. Okay. So, you know how you get these in the fall? You get these gusts of wind and you get leaves blowing and 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 and, and just, it just happens. Yes. Yeah. I was working one night and they called me to a tree over the road. And as I'm going there, then they start calling me for a car into the tree. And then they call me to a truck, you know, another car, a truck, another vehicle in a tree. And you're driving out there and you're going, is it somebody keep calling about the same crash or what? So I pull up to this giant, I'm on state highway, giant oak tree that is blown over the road. It's as big an oak tree in its natural environment as you can get. Okay, but it's it's off the road in the right of way. So the so the root is, you know, 25, 30 feet off the road, but makes the top right in the road. And there's a Ford Ranger. This poor gentleman that was going to work. He's dead as a doorknob in there. And one of the big on a car, the first two posts, your window posts that come up your windshield and your door, the left side, the driver's side's a pillar post and the pasture side is a B pillar post. Well, this giant limb about 10 inches around, he drove into, basically drove into the top of this tree and, and a big 10 inch limb comes hit him right about the A pillar post head level right into his head and, and killed him. Didn't I have a chance. Just, didn't I mean, didn't even see, it. I, he might've saw. I don't know if he saw, you know, lights on, lights off. That's what you used to say in some of them situations. Right. Now, further into the tree is, which is irrelevant, but I'll tell you, there was a Dodge Viper. Remember them Dodge Vipers? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But he, but he was so low that he really. I mean, it was almost like imagine driving a toy car into a brush pile. But <laughs> it was so low they didn't get hurt. So, this gentleman had his had his work shirt on, so I could see where he was going to work. You know, it was about ten o'clock at night. He's going to do the eleven o'clock shift. So. There was another guy that showed, another cop showed up with me, and we go down to this place of employment and say, hey, you know, so-and-so, I'm going to scrub the names because, you know, protect the innocent. So-and-so work here. Yeah, yeah. Is he in trouble or anything? I said, yeah, well, he just got killed. I'm sorry he just got killed. Oh, my God, yeah. I said, we've got to do the death notification. Where can we find his next of kin? And there was two or three guys in the office, and they all kind of looked at each other. <laughs> like, who's going to say something? You know what I mean? Who's going to say something? <laughs> Finally, one of them pipes up and says, well, you know, his, him, and his, him and his wife have been having some trouble. I think she moved in with a friend. And 
and gave us this guy's name. Now, the dead guy is an old white country boy. And the name they gave us did not sound <laughs> like Jason Lewis. I mean, it did not sound like a, like an old country boy. So I go out and turn my computer on my cop car and I look, Google this guy up or, you know, and it was pre-Google, whatever you did. You know, you paged him up is what the term was. And the address that this gentleman had was certainly not the address of good old country boys. Mm-hmm. Are you trying Are you trying to say this uh, gentleman that you were going to have to go make a call on lived in the hood? <laughs> totally in the hood. <laughs> in the hood. Okay. Totally in the hood. Totally in the hood. Now I got, you know, I got a soft spot for the hood, so I don't want to say in the hood, but he lived in the hood. You know, for the Midwest ain't got no freaking hood. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm driving out of Compton or something. You know, people yeah. where I'm from say, oh, that's a bad part of town. Uh, you know, yeah, I got you got three houses, three bad houses, and it ruins the whole thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> me and this other, me and this, well, but, but. The three guys in his office all knew who the friend was. You know okay. what I'm saying? Right. So okay. he, I think he worked there too. So that's how she met him. You know, be like your wife leaving you for somebody you work with. Okay. 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 So we go down this kind of tough neighborhood. And what's, what's interesting about it is we're state troopers. And where we were at, state troopers just don't go. You know, usually they're black and white cop cars. Yeah. So when we're rolling in, people's thinking, I don't know what they're thinking because I, I don't live down there. So I don't, I, I, I can't even imagine <laughs> what they're thinking. Okay. <laughs> we put our hats on. We knock on this door. And this guy shows up at the door and he, and I'm trying to think because I'm a little older. I don't even know who the young people are. I mean, Wesley Snipes in his prime. Okay. Okay. All right. Or who's the guy that does, uh, who's the comedian that does a lot of commercials? And, uh, you know, just, he was, uh, you know, just think of, just think of, of Shannon Sharp or somebody. I mean, just ripped. This old boy comes to the door. He's 6'4, to probably 50, 260. He looks like he should be dressing out, you know, to, to, to play the Patriots or somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. got this pair of boxer shorts on, and he don't care. I was about to use the word F word. He doesn't care. Yeah, I got my hat on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you're in his neighborhood, no matter what you are. You're in his. Well, I think, at, I, you know, he is, he, he gave off the, the air. His neighborhood's where he's fucking standing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's his world. Yeah. And 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 we're and we're walking into his world. Yeah. What, what can I do for you guys, oh, gentlemen? I mean, he was cool. What can I do for you, gentlemen? And we said, well, we're looking for whatever her name is, Susie Smith. What do you want with her? And I said, well, Mr. Smith was killed in an accident tonight. And immediately he goes from. Bad MFR. Oh, Lordy. Oh, Lordy. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. It's going to break her heart. Are you kidding me? And I said, well, I'll go get her. Honey? So, honey? 
So wait, 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 Mr. Wait. Smith, hold on. Now listen to me. <laughs> so, so Mr. He, Smith, he, yeah, he, instantly he in, had instant empathy for her. I mean, he now personally thinking about it from long time, he probably <laughs> cashing that check. He's probably going. He he worked in the same place I worked. He probably had the max life insurance I had. He, this guy's probably going. We're, uh, we're moving on up. We moving on up. So he hollers at her and she comes out there and she goes, What's going on, baby? And he goes, I'm going to call the guy named Joe. Joe got killed in a car wreck tonight. <laughs> and, and he's going, oh, baby, come here, I'll comfort you. Oh, my God, he was the best husband. He was the best husband I ever had. He was the best man I ever knew. Oh, my God, I know. I know, baby. And the whole time he's talking, I'm screaming to get in the dog. My dog's coming down there trying to figure out something's intruding. Well, as he's talking, his boxer shorts opened up, and I can see why he was there. I mean... <laughs> I tell you, the pillar of his community came out, and it looked like a giant catfish head. And every time she'd wail and he'd wail, that thing would snake out a little further. And for, hey, it wasn't long. I thought I was looking at one of those, you know, you can get one of them black baseball bats and black Louisville sluggers. Yeah, yeah I was looking about a 30-inch, you know, 40-ounce Louisville slugger. Oh, no. <laughs> and Shay, and they both loved this. They both loved the dead guy. Oh my God, he's such a good guy. I knew him from work. Oh, he's a good guy. Do anything for you, and you know you're going to what? Like loan you his wife or what? I, you know I don't know. <laughs> so I always call that my catfish story because that old boy come out like a catfish and and just the swinging and and so you wow. can be a you can be a good husband, but. But when the catfish comes to town, you know, she she's just she's merely a woman. She's not she's you know, yeah, she's just a woman, you know. <laughs> now I tell that story. Grover likes that story. I told him that story one time <laughs> earlier on. Not polished up, but that's one of Grover's good stories. I now now nothing against the dead guy, but I'm just wondering. Is he is he better off in the long run? <laughs> well, I'm sure he's still dead because you know I go back home and that people died years ago. I ask, is so and so still dead? Yeah, he's still dead. Well, <laughs> so I guess he's still passed on. They do have a, they cut the uh, Modoc the troop uh, the Department of Transportation come out and cut up the tree, yeah. and now there's a little old you know reef and you know you know how they do a little cross and stuff yeah, yeah. down there on the stump of the tree. That says his name, and I want I, you know, I wonder if that was, was probably that you know, at least he could do collecting the insurance. Hey, so you didn't go and, and pay to have a catfish statue? <laughs> no, I didn't. You know, I didn't. So, so I think that's a that you know that could be a show. You guys are always looking for Bigfoot. Well, I, <laughs> that, you know, catfish, in search the catfish, of the catfish are really there. I'm telling you right, the, the catfish <laughs> are really there. We're going to you know start I mean? from this point on. We're going to call Grover Catfish. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if he can earn. I don't know if he can if he can do it. You know, I don't know if he got. The, I don't know if he's got to. Listen, guys, this is a family. The wait. family program. I don't know if he got to wait. But it's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. 
That's the catfish story. <laughs> you know, he wanted me to tell some dead person stories, and I got a load of them. Some of them are better than others, you know, some of them tragic. Everyone, you know, what Joe's old Uncle Joe Stalin say? Well, a million people is a statistic. One person is a tragedy. Each uh, one is, yeah, each one is a well, is a little well, little personal tragedy. I had this one. It's another one I just told him the other day. Mm-hmm. When I was young and a cop, you know, you always you a lot of people are kind of in love with a car and their uniform and a gun and all that stuff. So. I had a buddy of mine that was having this barbecue. Mm-hmm. It was in August, right before school started, college. You know, guys were going back to college and stuff. And uh, I had my uniform all freshened up. I had my car all washed. And I'm going to go buy this barbecue Saturday afternoon. I'm, You know, I'm working day shift, like 7 to 3, 7 to 5, whatever it was that day. And I'm going to go by there in my uniform at about 2 o'clock, 1.30 or 2, so I'll everybody can see me. The ladies can see me. And then when I come back at five, four thirty or five or whatever, you know what I'm saying? That was an icebreaker. Hey, weren't you here this morning? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to give them an illusion that you're the catfish. Well, Hey, no, where I'm from. Hey, no, you know what? Part of it. I got a job. <laughs> I got a job. Puts me ahead about 40% of people. Yeah. And then I got a job with benefits. That gives me another 25%. So I'm up to 65, 70% bracket just by showing up. Okay. So I go to this call and I don't even remember what the call was, but I do vividly remember having, I was trying to leave. I'm, I got my air conditioning completely cranked up and I, I had a Chevy Caprice at the time and I'd hold my arm, my left arm kind of funny down the door so the air conditioning could go up my armpit in between me and my bulletproof vest because it gets so hot. I'm trying to funnel air through so I quit sweating because I'm going over to this barbecue. Right? Yeah. And this old man comes out and flags me down on the on the road. I'm in a rural environment. So I pull up, I put my window down, leave my air on high. I said, can I help you, sir? And he goes, yeah, I want to talk about my neighbor. I said, what about, well, you know, he comes out here and blocks the road waiting for, every day waits for his mail. Half the time he comes out here 45 minutes early and he's sitting here and blocks the dang road. People got to drive around him while he's waiting for the mailman. I, and I see that every day. And I said, yeah. So I said, hey, you know, I'm wanting to ditch the old guy. I said, Hey, why don't you um, just call the next time he's really doing it? You know what I mean? That way we can catch him in the act. And the old guy goes, Well, that's not the problem. I said, What's the problem then? He said, Well, the real problem is he ain't got his mail in a couple of weeks. Oh, boy. So I get out and I walk over this post, you know, and it's coming over me. I realize what's, what's, what, what, where, where this is going. Oh, yeah. And I walk over, and this mailbox is stuffed full of stuff. Now, I don't think they had, we got the mailers back then than they got today, but maybe we do. I don't know. But it's stuffed full of mail. So I said, okay. I get the address, and it's a, it's a, it's a, I hate to use the term trailer park, but it's a trailer park. (laughs) They're, they're, they're a common, they're a common thing down here. At the time, they're not anymore because they, they just don't have them, but. So I get a piece of his mail. I see what lot numbers he is. Get back in the car. I tell this gentleman, hey, I'll check on him. I pull into this lot. 
walk up and it's a nice trailer park you know trailer parks come in varying degrees this is a nice one full of elderly people or you know just working just this is a nicer trailer park but trailer park nonetheless so i pull up and walk up to the door and immediately i'm i'm i can hear little dogs yapping <laughs> so but the windows are ten- I'm trying to look in the windows. I'm walking up the sidewalk, but the windows are all tinted. You know, I can't see. And I thought, well, that's weird. You know, some of these people, yeah. people are just weird when you get out in there, you know, in the and some people park. in the trailer. Well, people in general. So, you know, <laughs> eccentric. If you're money, if you got money, you're called eccentric. If you don't, you're called crazy or weird or whatever. So I could see where some people. You know, especially if the sun bothered you, you tint one of these windows or something. I, I don't know what I was thinking, but I got up to the door, and as I'm walking up the steps, I could see that the window on the door is tinted too. Okay. Which I thought was, you know, like the three windows. You know, the three windows on the front door. I knock on that, and the tint moves away, and I realize it's black flies. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! You know what I mean? The flies are what's covering the window, giving it that black looking tint. And the dogs, the dogs want to come out. They're 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 not backed up barking to keep me out. They're scratching at the door like, let me out. So now, so now you've seen a full mailbox. Nobody's seen a guy for two weeks. Dogs want to get out. Black flies come. Okay, all right. He's going to be J four. That's what they called it back then. I don't know what they called it today because it's been a long time since I drove the company. He's going to be gone. You know. He's coming gone. So I look at my lapel mic and I call my call the station and they say they're going to send, you know, my lieutenant out. Who At the time, my lieutenant was a younger guy, but he's pretty, you know, he's a good dude. So he first words out of his mouth is, you go in there. And I said, I'm going there. I'm waiting for you. And he says, go in there. I don't want to go in there. You go in there. That's what we Because <laughs> you know so what you're going to find. Yeah. So he said, go in there. And tell me, I said, you going to go in with me? No, he said, no, if you don't come out in five minutes, I'll come in and rescue you. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So, now, you can go in to search a building for some 
bandit that you think's armed and dangerous, and you search it one way. But when you open that door and realize there's a dead man in there, you search it a whole different way. I mean, it's like I don't, I can't. I mean, I you just, you just, he's there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's you like just, you just know. You know what I mean? So, so when you're searching the so building. Many- yeah, when you're searching a building for a bad guy, there's a chance he's not there. You know and what I mean? There's only so, so many places you can look in a trailer. For that's, that's right. There's only so many places in the trailer you can look. So the dogs retreat down the hallway as soon as I walk in because I'm a stranger and I know where he's going to be. So linear hallway, I get down to his bedroom at the end of the hall, and he's as big as a water heater. He's been dead for about 11 days in August, and for whatever reason, the air conditioning was not turned on. I don't know. You know, some of these old people are cheap. I, I, I they maybe quit. Who, who knows? Okay, but he is as bad a shape as you can get. He is. He is. He is. He's just. Yeah. The stench has got to be horrible <laughs> at this point. You know what? Yes, but you know what bothered me more than that? He had little air bubbles. You ever see him test a flat tire where they take that where they take that soapy mix and, and squirt on that tire waiting for the bubbles? Yes, up. yes. This gentle this gentleman had little frothy bubbles, a slow stream of frothy bubbles on his mouth. And it probably yeah. had been that away for, you know, a week or whatever, you know. So just this gas is slowly escaping out of him. So right. it was as bad as you could get. Right. So I go back outside and I tell my lieutenant, I said, hey, he's dead. And he goes, no kidding. I can smell him from here. <laughs> so when you're starting from scratch like that, you know, especially elderly people, it's hard. You know, you got you go to the neighbor. Hey, you got any family? He goes on. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. So a lot of times when they're barely dead, you can get an ambulance come out and haul them to town. When they're 11 days dead, you call the coroner and you tell him, hey, I got an 85-year-old man. What's the circumstance? The coroner says, what's the circumstance? Because remember, it's a weekend. He's 85 years old, lives down in Trailer Park all by himself. Has he got any health problems? I said, I don't know, but he's got about 19 different pills, prescriptions here on the thing. You know, heart medicine, diabetes medicine, 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 medicine. So the coroner says, well, I sound like natural causes to me. Just call the funeral home, have him come get so they have a list, just like they have a list of records, you know, like when a car, when there's car wrecks, they have a list of records that if you don't want Shane's 66 to come and get you, they just call what they call the next one on the list. So so you call the station and the next funeral home on the list. The funeral homes are on the list to take, you know, yeah. if, if they take the good, they got to take the bad, which is the invalids or what, you know, they just get on the list. Right. Yeah. So I. So you call the funeral home, they they call the station calls her back and says, Okay, they'll be there in thirty minutes or forty five minutes. So they show up, they walk in there, wow. Well, he is starting to soak in the mattress. You know what Ooh. I mean? He's like je- oh. jellyfied. Yeah. Okay. Now every Future time we fine. walk in yeah. there, all every time we walk in there, the little dogs not only escape to the to the bedroom, but they get underneath his bed and are and are looking out underneath the bed. Yeah, you know they're protecting his <laughs> own, whatever. Well, the funeral home they get this fancy stuff. They try to do Vaseline under your nose and and I'll, I'm telling you, when somebody's been dead in Missouri for 11 days in August, distance is the only thing that helps you. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah. <clears throat> so they come up with a plan. The funeral home guys come up with a plan. We're going to take his body bag. We're going to set this body bag. We're going to pull the sheets off the four corners of the sheets off the bed. We're just going to pull the whole the whole mess, if you will, into the body bag. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a logical way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And sheet and all. And then what they'll do is they'll they'll take it. I don't know if they I don't know what they do with it, but they just take it all. Mm-hmm. Well, the gentleman I'm at the head of one corner, funeral home guy at the other head of the other corner, and then other funeral home down at the feet and lieutenants in the hallway watching from a distance. And every time the funeral home guy, you know, he's trying to straighten out his body bag, open it up to get the guy to come in there right. Mm-hmm. And every time he's down there, the little dogs jump out and, and bite him. <laughs> <laughs> and bite him. Well, about the third time, now I don't, I'm late in the social media, so I just now got a Twitter and started watching stuff or, you know, I just, uh, you know, so the last 10 years, few years, whatever, it seemed like the Police, I seen when police actually killed somebody the other day trying to shoot a dog. Did y'all see that? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Well, see, I, the new the new cops apparently want to shoot all these dogs and cats. Yeah. Or, you know, dogs or whatever. The, the newer officers well, are doing that now. Th- yes. 30 years ago, when pepper spray was in its infancy, everybody, want, you just pepper spray them. And especially if they're smart dogs, you introduce them to modern chemical engineering and they'll never come near a guy in uniform again. So I don't understand. They either don't give out pepper spray anymore, or I don't understand what the triggeredness happiness is nowadays. But needless to say, I pulled out my pepper spray, and I had the new kind that shot the stream. Jason, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I had yeah. the new kind that shot the stream. I carry them on my utility belt at work, yeah. 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 So I reached down underneath this thing, and I'm going to shoot a stream across <laughs> and hit that little dog. Well, the problem is I shot it across and hit the funeral home guy. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Now he was <laughs> his immunity had been built up of year of dead people had built up over the years at right. the funeral home. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he was a virgin <laughs> to pepper spray. O C. <laughs> oh yeah, O C, yeah. I can't pronounce it. O C hit him. Mm-hmm. And he immediately went into convulsions, which ended up he ended up throwing up. Yes. <laughs> and the dogs are still under the bed. Oh, man. So finally, for some reason, the lieutenant opened the back door and the little dogs realized uh, there's a breath of fresh air. And they turboed out of there and jumped out in the backyard because I guess they were the backyard was fenced. They were so used to being able to go out in the backyard. Right. So, I, you know, so I had a funeral home guy puking. The dead guy's still dead. <laughs> spewing body fluids out at a slow rate the dogs are in the back porch but we slid this guy off into the body bag and zipped him up and then you're trying to and trailers are just a terrible thing you can't get gurneys down so you got this body bag with these big straps but it's the problem is you know there's you know four of you and a dead guy trying to traverse the trailer uh, 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 the hallway, yeah, and it's just a mess. Yeah, they're just narrow. We, <laughs> oh, narrow. it's terrible. I, yeah, I got another. This segues into a trailer park story. So we get him loaded up, and I and I never did make the barbecue. So never. I never never did make the barbecue. You know? And then I got to thinking that was God paying me back for having all those thoughts 
you know, going there all cleaned up so I could take advantage of some maiden. That was the Lord getting back, you know. <laughs> yes. Back to that trailer park. We had this trailer, another junky trailer park that's about gone. I, This lieutenant I had played Division One football like Grover. And I had this other cop I worked with played division football and he wrestled. These guys both went in every bit of two. One of them was 250, 260. The other one was about 300. The other one was a lineman. Now, when you get to be a division two lineman, even though it's division two, you're usually a big boy. So yeah. the narcotics, the narcotics unit went down and bought dope, hand-to-hand marijuana. It's back when they cared about marijuana, you know, 25 years ago. So we had a hand-to-hand buy. This guy supposedly had pounds of marijuana in this trailer house. Now, I don't know how many of your audience has been in trailer houses, but a trailer house is all about the same way. They got a front door that opens into a kitchen and living room combination. They got a little hallway and you need to get one bed and a bedroom and a short trailer, two bedrooms and a medium trailer, or three bedrooms and a long trailer. But you got one hallway that runs along the back wall of the house and everything goes to the left. You know, the yeah. bedroom, bathroom, bedroom, bathroom. Okay. And then. The real good trailers have a bath, a master with a big jet tub to, so you can get <laughs> in there and for, forget you live in a trailer. Uh, and uh, anyway, this is back in the infancy, no knock search warrants. You know, that's like if you ever seen the movie Straight Out of Compton where they bring that ram in and knock the door down, you know, in the very beginning, they got a ram on the front of a, of a tank. Okay, so that was going to be the cool stuff back then. We're going to bust in the door. No, no knock on these dangerous drug dealers. It could be Pablo Escobar in his trailer house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Catch them off these guard. guys, yeah. hey, and these guys are the point guys. And I used to joke all the time because they were both relatively short, you know, five... 10, 11, two, one of them was, like I said, 250, and about close to 300, and he's only about 5 or 10 left. left. Now I'm 6'3", <laughs> almost 6'4", so I used to say they made good because I could see over top of them. I can just shoot over top of them if I need to, but they're so wide, they'd stop a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, they'll, they'll stop a trailer house floor, too. So we knocked that door in, and they ran down, and the, the, the poor kid that was selling all his weed went down and... He ran down the hallway and tried to flush about seven pounds of marijuana in the toilet. Now, that's the thing about kids. They probably haven't (laughs) fixed a lot of clogged toilets. There's no way you could flush seven pounds of weed down a toilet in less than an hour. But he's running with this dope. I'm going to call it dope. He's running with his weed down the hallway, and these two big ex-football players are back on the gridiron. Trying to make a play. <laughs> yeah. And they run down that hall as fast as they could to catch him, and the floor collapses about halfway down <laughs> between the master and the living room. Oh, man. Just fell right through. Boom. <laughs> that tells you what kind of rent district we were in. But hey, right. they fought through it. They, 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 they fought through it like the professionals they were and got to the poor kid about the time the toilet clogged. <laughs> and, uh, the old sheriff I, we worked for, he just laughed. He said, man, I tore up, I get complaints. We tear up windows and doors and stuff like that. He said, I ain't never, <laughs> never seen a damn floor giveaway. He was so proud. He took these boys out to breakfast. You know, you'd eat breakfast at midnight. He was so crazy. I'll tell you another crazy story about him now that I'm thinking about him. 
in the 80s, not early 90s, they started giving away all this surplus property. When after the first Gulf War, the government had all this surplus. I don't even know where they got all You know, army trucks, that was popular. Probably you guys are in the Midwest. You know, you got all these little municipalities to get these camo blazers or those Chevy trucks. You know what I'm talking about? Dodge trucks. So he went over surplus property and he got this camo blazer from the army and a camo not a Chevy truck, but an old Dodge D200 truck. You guys know what I'm talking about, those little army ones? Oh, yeah. And he went over and got some police radios put in that thing. And he, he'd go before the voters and the commission. Oh, I got you all this equipment. Didn't cost us nothing. Vote for me. And he called the office. He wanted to, he wanted me to go out to city council meeting one day with him and he won the reason why he wanted to take me is because my grandpa's brother my great uncle lived out there and hated him and he was on a city council and he had rag him real hard so the sheriff was scared of him so he thought he'd just bring me out there and kind of you know give him deflection so he called the office and says, hey tell me tell me tell crocker meet me in the back in the alley behind the, the jail so you'd go through the sheriff's office go through the jail and there was an alley back there it's in old it's in the old town and the old jail backed up to this alley and there was a church that shared the other the alley the other side of the block if that makes sense one block was like one one half of the block was the courthouse and the jail and the library and all this stuff the back half of the 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 other the opposite street was a church and some businesses and then there was an alley in the middle of them and uh I don't even know how to, how to um, silence that. I guess you just hit silence. Um, <clears throat> so he gets to be in this truck and he says, "Hey, you're gonna go out to city council with you?" And I said, "Okay." He said, "What do you think of this old truck?" And we're getting, I'm getting in like a 1978 Dodge Army truck that is is just not very impressive. <laughs> and then it had like rained a little bit. Yeah, and it was yeah, exactly. Exactly. I got a job so I didn't have to ride in crap like this. That's what you want to say. <laughs> and it was a Wednesday, it was a Wednesday night. It was about, you know, five thirty or whatever. It had a little bit of rain, not much. The he goes to taking off down the alley and he couldn't he was he was notorious for being a bad driver anyway. And and all these people were the, the alley is full of cars. There's a minivan in front of us letting some kids off into this church daycare, picking them up, vice versa. He hits the brakes. Now this 1978 Dodge truck or whatever, it had no you know the army trucks didn't have power steering or power brakes back then. So he goes to hit the brakes. Well, you know if you had back in the old days no power steering, no power brakes, you pumped had to pump the brake a few times sometimes to get enough pressure. Mm-hmm. And he barely barely rear ends this van letting off kids just letting off kids in church and this driver explodes out of this van (laughs) now the only the other thing the sheriff was known for for being a poor driver and a big eater is he has a terrible (laughs) uniform and he he was he was missing his name tag because he just he just he just it wasn't he was an academic so so professionalism sometimes escaped him. <laughs> Professional appearance escaped him. So he didn't have his name tag on. And this driver explodes and comes back there and goes, What in the F 
is the National Guard doing driving down his alley like that? And then he realizes we're deputies. And he goes, deputies? What in the F's the sheriff's office doing driving up a shit like this? And the sheriff's like, well, and this sheriff's big old boy. You know, he's big, a command. I mean, he could have been, I mean, he could have been B from T. Pusser. You know, he's a big old boy. He could have commanded the president. He just didn't have it emotionally. You know, he didn't have the emotional stamina it takes to be in a leadership position sometimes. And he says, well, we're just sorry, sir. We're just going down the street or whatever. And this guy says, I know the effing sheriff. Well, the sheriff's pretty smart enough to realize that he's the sheriff. This guy don't know, you know, you don't know me because I, I am. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to say the guy's name. So, so, because I don't have permission to use his name. And the sheriff, without missing a beat, says, I'm sorry. Do you need to call him? And the guy goes, No, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's, let me, I don't know. I can't tell if there's any damage. We get, you know, the sheriff hands him a flashlight and we kind of, cause it was getting kind of evening and it looks okay. And the guy says, well, I'll let me, I'm going to tell you what now I'm going to go take it over to such and such body shop. And then I'm going to call the sheriff and I'll have your ass. And the sheriff says, well, you go over there and get, <laughs> go see if it's got any damage. If it does, you call and tell the sheriff. And this guy says, well, who in the hell should I tell him was driving? And the sheriff says, you tell him Jeff Crocker was driving. That's me. And 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 I'll go in and tell the sheriff now, and he'll know. So this guy gets in the van. We get in the truck and drive off. And he says, sorry about using your name like that, buddy. But that asshole didn't know what he was talking about. I said, why didn't you tell him? He said, oh, nope. Just let him, let him go on thinking they know what they're talking about. <laughs> what do you think about that? So did he ever call? Did he ever call? The no, I guess no. He didn't. No. He didn't. <laughs> That's typical. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are. Out. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.